that has the best return on investment. It's a low cost channel to get started with. And you can really tailor it to your business as well. Like it doesn't have to be that you're just working with like discount code sites or cashback sites. You can create an affiliate program centered around like influencer marketing or content marketing or use it as a way to test new channels like Google Shopping if you work with CSS partners. Like there's just so much potential in it and I really think people should talk about it more. Hello and welcome to Performance Marketing Unlocked, the podcast from Performance Marketing World. I have an exciting announcement for you. The registration for PMW Unlocked 2024 is now open and we will be back in London next March for our annual two-day extravaganza. Plus, we have a very special but limited offer for you. If you work in-house for a brand or retail company, you can register for free. Tickets normally cost 195 quid but we are offering our first few tickets free of charge to qualifying marketers. In this week's episode, we are unlocking affiliate marketing with digital and affiliate specialist Paula Ayinko, affiliate lead for Western Europe at Avon and founder of her own business. Welcome to the studio, Paula. How are you doing? Doing great. Feels good to be here. I'm excited to get talking. Well, Firstly, I'd like to start because when I was stalking your LinkedIn, as I start all my research for my guests, I found two um, interesting facts that I wanted to ask you about. Oh, First, okay. <laughs> firstly, was that you have said that you're addicted to starting businesses. Oh gosh, yeah, kind of that. <laughs> how, how many have you have you started? Oh, I couldn't. Honestly, I feel like it started from childhood because when I was in school, I used to start like dance clubs and um dog walking babysitting (laughs) and then as I've gotten older I started I think the one business that I was really like stuck with for a long time was my own footwear brand Mm. which I started back in 2017 but I've also had like a black empowerment movement um in 2018 I started which did pretty well honestly you know, but I've probably started it. <laughs> probably start quite a few more as yeah, well. Yeah, no, definitely. I love business. I feel like it's just so interesting. It's a great way to really kind of tap into something that you enjoy and get a bit more out of it. But I think I'm also trying to learn that not everything actually needs to be a business. It could just be a hobby as well. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, that brings me on to another, another fact that I found out which is when you were at university you applied to be on the apprentice <laughs> yeah I did honestly I feel like I always forget about that but I actually did and they they got in touch with me and I got to the like first stage <gasps> as well which I mean I don't know how many people get to the first stage but there was quite a lot of us there so I did and yeah unfortunately I didn't make it past the first (laughs) stage but it's probably for the best anyway so yeah. Yeah, Well I'm expecting great things from the next (laughs) 25 minutes or so but I hope that doesn't make me Lord Sugar in any way. (laughs) Let's get on uh, with the podcast. So Paula what has been getting your attention recently? Um, I think, do you know, there's quite a few things that get my attention. Definitely TikTok shop is something that I'm actually really liking at the moment because um, obviously I specialise in affiliate marketing, but in like my free time, I enjoy things like social media. And I think 
having that experience of like running my own businesses, you are kind of exposed to other marketing channels as well. So I'd say my second love is social media. Um, so part of the reason TikTok shop is really catching my attention is just because it's almost like fusing affiliate marketing and social media. And I think it's also normalizing affiliate marketing a bit more because I always say affiliate marketing is kind of like the underdog of digital marketing channels because no one really talks about it. No one knows much about it unless you work in it. Um, But I do feel like it's such a great channel that really needs to be like capitalized on more. And that's why I love TikTok shop because it's making affiliate marketing a lot more accessible, especially to small businesses. So that's definitely catching my eye at the moment. What's your experience of working in TikTok shop and, you know, the, the presence of other brands is it something that's for all sizes of brands kind of you know how easy was it to begin there yeah no I really think it is and again like I think this is kind of the benefit of me having my own business and doing that because that's where I get to learn things that I don't necessarily get to do in my day job as well or helping other businesses with their affiliate marketing things like that um, and I would definitely say TikTok shop is for all sizes of business like you could have just started out but I would recommend you get on TikTok shop as well um, because what I really like about TikTok shop is the fact that it gives you access to the influencers who are on the platform who like obviously you can research who would be a good fit for your brand you can do gifting if you've got the capacity to do gifting and that's how you can build up relationships with um with influencers through your tiktok shop but it's not just that you could also like do um lives on tiktok where you're actually selling things live right then and there and that's a great way to like make sales through tiktok shop but i think what makes tiktok shop so unique is more the fact that tiktok in and of itself gives you the opportunity to reach people that you wouldn't have ordinarily got to reach or it would be harder to reach on other social media platforms so that's why having a tiktok shop there especially like for me i wouldn't say i'm easily influenced but tiktok is one of the places where like if I see a product, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to get that. And like, if you've got a TikTok shop set up for your small business, for your large business, people can literally just click it right there and purchase. And I think it comes back to that whole thing of like people being lazy. Like, I don't want to have to jump through hoops to get the thing that I'm seeing. And that's why TikTok shop is so great. Because if you're a business and you're promoting your stuff and people are seeing your stuff, they can literally click and buy right there rather than having to then go off of the app and then go to your website and you know just like it it makes the process a lot smoother and a lot shorter so yeah that's why I love it anyway I think it's a really good opportunity Mm. especially for small businesses it almost seems um more valuable for small businesses in a way because of that organic reach as you were kind of talking about do you think TikTok shop is uh better than some of the other social media kind of commerce functionalities like I know Instagram has not quite the same but slightly similar um I'm gonna say yes (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna say yes the reason I'm a bit tentative is just because what I find with Instagram obviously you can like tag the product but it will still redirect you to the website um whereas with TikTok shop I believe you can actually check out on TikTok Mm. don't hold me to that I'm not 100% sure but I'm pretty sure that is like how it works and I think that is 
it's good because it's like people like I said it's easier to just check out it shortens the customer journey and that's why I kind of think it's better and I think also with TikTok shop it's got that element of the affiliate marketing which like they've got the influencers marketplace where you can find influencers that you want to work with your brand whereas things like Instagram they don't have that it's literally more just like to tag the product and then you can click off and purchase the product in that way which is good but it's not affiliate marketing <laughs> so yeah your friends in the affiliate space that work in different brands um are they also getting as excited about tiktok shop because we so we've recently uh, released our media spend index which mm-hmm. assesses where marketers are putting their spend and you know top line would basically be more on tiktok less on twitter mm-hmm. if you had to really simplify yeah it. so would you say other other brands are also getting very excited and not jumping into tiktok shop um i i think it depends on the brand to be honest it's great for small businesses it's great for big businesses but some brands may not necessarily really fit on tiktok shop um and like for example one of my previous roles was at a flooring company and i wouldn't really advise a flooring company to be on tiktok shop not i mean it could work there may be some that are on there but my first thought for a flooring company wouldn't be to put them on tiktok shop i think with tiktok shop as well it's one of those things because it's tiktok sometimes people don't really know where it sits within the organization so it may not even sit with the affiliate person it could sit more with a social person technically just because of the fact that it's on tiktok so i think brands where like the products are quite affordable and almost like not overly considered purchases tend to be a bit more excited about TikTok shop than the ones that are going to require a bit more like thought and it's not going to be a spur of the moment kind of purchase and I think when you look at it that makes sense because it's one of those it's a quick choice yeah exactly it's one of those things like people say TikTok made me do it or made me buy it or whatever (laughs) and like I don't think a floor a pe- like flooring is not gonna be the kind of thing that TikTok would make me buy. Can you imagine so. going around someone's house like, oh I love your floors? <laughs> yeah, on TikTok. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's one of the it takes a lot more like thought, you know? So yeah, it just depends on the type of brand. Yeah. Absolutely. It's interesting because you know obviously you know we speak to a lot of people in affiliate and digital marketing and some people working in affiliate and social don't necessarily use social that more mm-hmm. not that much would you say that that's quite necessary to be able to use the channel properly and to its full um potential you have to be a big lover of social of like you are um do you know what i feel like you don't necessarily have to use it for personal use i feel like you can know a lot about social and like how to grow a social media page without having a social media page yourself and actually i think a lot of people that i know who are social media managers and specifically work in social they don't tend to use social media themselves like you've said and i think maybe that's because they're on social media so much anyway during the day they use it so much so they don't feel the need to like use it for themselves and i I think a lot of people kind of do this thing where when you work in a field you know what needs to be done but you don't necessarily do it for yourself and I think that's just a natural way so I definitely think you can like be an expert in social media without having your own social pages although 
I am an advocate for creating <laughs> content, so I'd recommend getting on social media. <laughs> so yeah. Do you have? Because um, I imagine you, you're 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 quite prevalent on all the different platforms. If you had to pick your top three for personal yeah. and also for professional business use, mm-hmm. what, what what do you rank? Um, I don't even think I have a top three. I think I've got a top two, to be honest with you. Um, TikTok. I know I've mentioned TikTok shop, but honestly, I do love it at the moment. <laughs> I think TikTok is so good for like organic reach. Um, and I think back if you'd asked me this maybe like three years ago, I would have said Instagram was my favorite platform. But I feel like TikTok has created this opportunity where people can be completely new and they can get a lot of exposure. Whereas it's not impossible to get that on Instagram, but it seems a lot harder than it is on TikTok to get that, which is why I do like TikTok for personal and also for business use. Um, but specifically for business use and like building a personal brand, I would say LinkedIn is so underrated. Like people don't use LinkedIn enough. I know so many like business owners who do a service-based business and they're not on LinkedIn. And I'm like, you're really sleeping on opportunities <laughs> here. You need to get on yeah. LinkedIn. Um, so, and another thing I like about LinkedIn is because uh, I think maybe because it's not so oversaturated, like some of the other social media platforms, again, like you still get pretty good reach, even though people are saying organic reach has dropped on there, you still get pretty decent reach. You can connect with your direct customers. Like it's a really good platform that needs to be tapped into more. I can, I, I mean, I love LinkedIn yeah. and I, I have a lot of fun on it. And with organic reach on LinkedIn, because, um, how do I put this? The content on LinkedIn isn't... It's very forced in a lot of ways. People yeah. are being a very professional version of themselves. Yeah. So if you do something that's slightly entertaining, yeah. you do get a quite good cut through. Yeah, so, uh, that's true. Your kind of your personality really shines. A hundred percent. I think authenticity is just so key in like social media in general. Mm-hmm. If you're able to get your personality across, like on LinkedIn when you post or on TikTok when you post, and it's like genuinely how you are then people do connect with it because it's like they're seeing a real person so I think that's why things like that do so well on LinkedIn well let's move on to the ratings section of the podcast where we get to hear what you think is overrated and underrated so why don't as our guest of honor where'd you like to choose where'd you like to start with overrated or underrated um, I'll start with underrated. So I don't know if this is a bit of a cop out, but I did say like, I think affiliate marketing as a whole is underrated. Um, and I, again, I say this all the time. It's the underdog of, of marketing. Like it's not as sexy as all the other marketing channels out there. Like you don't see people doing loads of courses about affiliate marketing in the way they do about like paid ads and things like that. But I feel like it's underrated because affiliate marketing, all the years I've worked in it, has always been the channel within the brands that I work in that has the best return on investment. It's a low cost channel to get started with. Um, And you can really tailor it to your business as well. Like it doesn't have to be that you're just working with like discount code sites or cashback sites. You can create an affiliate program centered around like influencer marketing or content marketing or use it as a way to test new channels like Google Shopping. If you work with CSS partners, like 
there's just so much potential in it and I really think people should talk about it more like I'm so passionate about affiliate marketing I feel like it's it seems so nerdy like the way I talk about it but I'm just like people need to know about this more so yeah definitely affiliate marketing and I think because well, I was at um Rakuten's Dealmaker event uh, when was it a couple of months weeks ago time flies I don't really know but um everyone was saying there that it, affiliate marketing, they love it, but it's getting very blurred about what mm. is affiliate marketing yeah, now. Yeah, I agree with that. I think because there's so much crossover with certain things, like people are like, oh, is affiliate marketing the same as partnership marketing? Is influencer marketing affiliate marketing as well? But I feel like there's just a lot of overlap because ultimately, the way I see it, affiliate marketing, it is mini partnerships because you're partnering with brands to promote your brand and then even influencer marketing in in the same way it's kind of like mini partnerships you're partnering with influencers to promote your brand so I can see why there is a crossover and why there's a bit of a blurred line but I don't really know if you can get like a a hundred percent this is partnerships only or this is influencer marketing only I think they all kind of cross because they're also relationship focused Mm. so yeah, I think that's <laughs> kind of it, really. And but I think that's probably also a good thing. I think we all know from the past in siloing that if as soon as you try and segregate different yeah. parts of marketing, it's not going to be cohesive. No. So they should... The bl- blurred lines are great. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It really is. I think affiliate marketing, like you said, a lot of the time it can sit in a bit of a silo of its own. But like you've said, the blurred lines do create more opportunity to have like internal collaboration between different marketing channels. So I do think that's something that needs to be explored a lot more. I mean, I guess from a personal point of view, I don't know how other businesses do things, but I just, I think people should be open to working with like cross-channel collaborations and things like that (laughs) why do you think people do underrate affiliate marketing um it's hard to say I think there's also a lot of stigma around affiliate marketing so you know sometimes like there's the whole issue with fraud in terms of um some affiliates are like ad hijacking and all of this stuff where basically what they're driving to your website isn't legitimate Um, And then also there's things like, is affiliate marketing incremental or are they just cannibalizing sales from another channel? So I think that may be part of the reason why people aren't open to it as much. And I also think it just comes down to like a lack of education on it because most people, I don't think I've met anyone who works in affiliate marketing that knew before like they worked in it that they were going to work in affiliate marketing. Literally everyone I've spoken to has just kind of fallen into it. (laughs) And I think that's the thing with affiliate marketing. There's not a lot of like education around it. People don't know much about it. So naturally it's not going to be spoken about as much unless you work in affiliate marketing. So I think that's the thing. Because with social media, for example, I'm sure there are a lot of people who work in social media who have had an interest in social media who maybe when they studied marketing at uni or they did a course or whatever, they knew, actually, I want to go into social media. Um, but I, I don't honestly don't know anyone who can say that about affiliate marketing. I'm sure mm. they're out there somewhere, <laughs> but I just haven't met them. Okay, and... With all these blurred lines, are there keys to success in affiliate marketing? Are there a few? Because I know you spoke at our Future Commerce event and I know you yeah. brushed over a few of these. But from 
uh, and you've been at Avon just over a year now, is yeah, it a year and a half something. Um, what have you seen are the keys to success in affiliate campaigns? Um, I think, I mean, again, like, because I share quite a bit of content on social media and I do speak about relationships being really key in affiliate marketing. And I think if you can get the relationships down, like, especially with your top performing affiliates, then that naturally will lead to successful campaigns. You'll be in the forefront of your affiliates' minds as well because you've got a good relationship with them. So I think the best way to build relationships is through communication. So sending out regular offers, just keeping them updated on what's going on within your company. Um, and also just like having regular calls with them to see how performance is and how you can optimize performance what opportunities they have as well I think really successful affiliate marketing is done when you build successful relationships with your publishers and honestly I think that's the main key relationships and communication by building that relationship that's a really nice um key and I guess a skill to have as well especially as a very performance-based yeah uh, channel um, especially, and you know, as people are questioning, oh, is AI going to yeah. take people's, not jobs, but is it going to uh, change people's jobs? Mm-hmm. But this is actually saying it's about human relationships. Yeah, honestly, I really do think that is the key. And I guess as well, like with any um, marketing channel, testing and optimising is key as well. But I think marketing as a whole is ultimately just testing and optimising what works. That's what it comes down to, really. <laughs> so. Simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's move on and hear what you think is overrated in the industry. What's what's getting a little bit too much attention? I genuinely think the discussion around incrementality within affiliate marketing is overrated. And the reason I think it's overrated is not because it's not important for sales to be incremental. I think it's because it underestimates the fact that you know, as a potential customer, we know that customers go through several different touch points. So it ignores the fact that actually this affiliate sale, although maybe they did come through paid social initially, would they have actually converted then? Or was it the affiliate offer that converted that sale, you know? Um, so I think it's not so much the incrementality itself that is um, that is overrated, but it's the question around whether affiliate sales specifically are incremental. And I also think it's overrated just because of the fact that if you really tailor your biz- your affiliate marketing towards your business, your objectives, all of that, if you're working with the right publishers, there's no reason why the sales can't be incremental. Within that conversation, it is important to talk about the fact that people go through different touch points as well. Like affiliates, if somebody sees an affiliate offer, it's very unlikely that's that's the only thing that they've seen from that business. Like they could have seen an ad on the TV, but how do you know if that was incremental or or if that was the thing that drove the sale? You know, obviously like tracking needs to be in place and things like that. But I think what we need to be doing a lot more is really looking at the whole customer journey as opposed to just specifically like channels in and of themselves like we need to look at it as a relationship as opposed to individuals well we have a couple of minutes left and there's only one thing left to do (laughs) How are you feeling? Because this is this terrifies most people, I must be honest. <laughs> well, I kind of like have pre-planned something in my head, so I'm hoping it comes out well. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's going to last a whole minute, though. That's the only thing. I think it's we'll under see. or over. 
I think it's probably under, to be oh, honest with good. you. Oh, that's fine. The item that we've chosen for you to resell is the Game Boy Color. And this was chosen by our previous guest, Tom Grogan. So when you are ready, you have 60 seconds, Paula, to resell okay. me the Game Boy Color. All right. So the Game Boy Color. So I thought influencer marketing immediately. And I thought what we're going to do is take like a Barbie approach. Because you've seen Barbie everywhere, right? Yes. So I thought what we could do was like release a limited color of the Game Boy color. I know obviously it's like the image that's color, but like the actual thing, maybe it's like a purple, like the image that we saw. And the initial rollout of the campaign would be that people are just seeing that color on social media. Like we'll work with some of the big gaming influencers because obviously it's gaming. Um, but also we'll work with people that like you wouldn't expect to work with, like lifestyle creators, family creators as well. You know, something that you could do with the family potentially. Um, oh. This, oh my gosh, now I'm running out of time. So we'll roll out. Wait, we'll do a colour roll. Oh my gosh. Go on, go on, finish so it, finish it. Let's what it works. Okay. So it's more like we'll do, roll out the colour. Like let's say if they're an Instagram influencer, it would be like a square with that colour. And then we'd just like expand it. That's the first phase. And then the next phase would be like people actually playing with the Game Boy. So it's really going to be more focused on like social media and influencers and just making it seem like it's everywhere in the same way that was done with Barbie. So that was my idea. You're hired, <laughs> Paula. Me. You are hired. <laughs> and before anyone eats me alive, I made that decision before the timing was up. <laughs> that was such a thought out campaign. I'm very impressed. And yeah, so we actually, I did a story recently on the Barbie. And yeah. Are you referring to like the billboard, how it's just a colour? Yeah, yeah, like that. But also just, I feel like Barbie was everywhere. Like 150 million. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like you couldn't turn around and not see Barbie. Like, and again, they did something where it was like, it wasn't, um, it was in some of the least expected places as well. So like, I don't know if you saw the Barbican station thing, like, yes, they, yeah, 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 like stuff like that. I thought it, it's so creative, but it's everywhere. And because of that, like so many people have gone to watch Barbie. So mm. yeah, <laughs> it worked. No, I thought that was really clever. And I thought the Game Boy is actually m almost identical to the Barbie. It's a nostalgic toy yeah. that lets people play in a different world exactly exactly my <laughs> thinking exactly and, i mean yeah i mean tell me if i'm wrong audience but i think that might be the best <laughs> pmw resell me a pen challenge we well, have thank heard. you well okay then before we finish what is what have you chosen for our next guest okay i did say i was excited about this i hope you remember but and um, when I was younger, I had like a Groovy Chick magazine subscription. So I thought, yeah, Groovy Chick magazine. So <laughs> that that's is my one. <laughs> amazing, actually. Uh, weirdly, I was actually chatting to a colleague about Groovy Chick today. Yeah. Thinking, Where's it gone? Because we couldn't remember what it was. I remember Groovy Chick as pencil cases and duvet covers. Yeah, I think there was it, like, it was everywhere. I think it was just a brand because I Googled Groovy Chick just to make sure I was like thinking of the right thing. And then it literally came up with like Groovy Chick coloring pens, Groovy Chick bedding, Groovy mm. Chick, like there was Groovy Chick everything. But I had like 
the magazines and I'd okay. used to go like each week to the corner shop to get like the latest magazine. <laughs> so that's how I knew of Groovy Chick. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Anyway, all that we have come to time. Really grateful to talk to you today and help us unlock affiliate marketing, what it is and what it isn't. Uh, so thank you very much for coming. Oh, to thank you for having me. Honestly, it's been so much fun. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to Performance Marketing Unlocked. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you want to get in contact, join the PMW Unlocked LinkedIn community where you can ask questions, interact with polls, meet the speakers and engage with the podcast in any way you like. So thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe. And if you want to find out more about the news from the performance marketing industry, subscribe at performancemarketingworld.com.